we want to have a definitive break from the past and a definitive break from the future so that we can experience the absolute experience of personal willpower, which can only happen now. Welcome to the Wisdom of Compassion, a podcast presented by White Conch Dharma Center. For today's episode, we will be featuring an excerpt from a teaching from session one of our recent winter retreat. The session itself was centered around group and private meditations, and teachings throughout the week explored what it means to have spiritual courage. If you missed out on winter retreat, registration will soon be available for our spring weekend retreat, which starts April 1st. To request more information on spring retreat or other events, be sure to email us at retreats at white-conch.org. In the excerpt we'll be listening to, Domo Geshe Rinpoche, the spiritual director of White Conch, is giving commentary on a traditional Buddhist prayer of refuge. The prayer as recited in the White Conch community is, In order to obtain perfect enlightenment, I vow from now on to go for refuge to the Guru and three precious gems, and not abandon sentient beings, I will practice the six perfections. Over the years, Rinpoche has spoken in depth on various elements of this prayer, from exploring the phrase perfect enlightenment to explaining the three precious gems, which are the Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha, and even addressing the true meaning of the word guru and the wariness that surrounds it in the West. Each segment discussed by Rinpoche adds to a more comprehensive understanding of the prayer and I hope that you are able to gain some insight from this section as well. Enjoy! Let's put our hands together. In order to obtain perfect enlightenment, I vow from now, stop right there, now. You know, this magic word called now, for those of you who may not understand, I've been doing commentary on our refuge prayer for some years now, I don't think I've ever spoken on this particular word, but it seems to jump out at me today. So uh, we have uh, a relationship with now, uh, which is generally quite distorted. Isn't that so? That we are uh, confused uh, about uh, the past, we are confused about the future, and we are confused about the present. That we have uh, compulsions, uh, and uh, residual, uh, residual distractions uh, that are coming from the past, and particularly our, our past is uh, polluted by our karma. Isn't that so? That we think that we, have, that we use memory uh, to remember the past and to uh, be in contact with our experiences. However, those experiences are... Uh, combined with uh, karmic uh, compulsions which push us like various kinds of addictions. Isn't that so? That we have good compulsions, virtuous karma, which has brought you to becoming a meditator, that you have a relationship with your positive karma which has caused you to be born into a good family and into easy circumstances, that you have 
uh, compulsions, negative compulsions, which have caused you to harm that positive birth into virtuous families. Eh. That you did not take at full advantage of the virtuous family that you were born into, that you have uh, harmed your possibilities. And I'm not talking about obeying your parents or being the good little boys and girls that never said boo to anyone. I'm not, it's not like that. It's as though there was a table set with all kinds of cookies and candy, that there was uh, meat and potatoes, there was vegetables, and within the parameter of that virtuous abundance that each one of us is born into, that you made your choices, you made your choices from what was available. Huh? Like a, life is like a buffet. I thought it was like a box of chocolates, but it's not. It's like a buffet. Huh? And so you chose harmful, virtuous, or you chose to be the oppressed good little boy and girl, which I'm going to say is not the best choice that you could have made. Because good little boys and girls never really get to know who they are. Mm. If they never get to act out enough to stretch their own parameters, who is, who is not a good little boy and girl? Eh? Like that. Good, good. People who pursue their passion, pursue their parameters. Yes, they make mistakes, but very often they learn from their mistakes and wind up being a genuine person. And then due to the virtuous situation that they were born into, that they can utilize that virtuous genetic karma, I'm going to say. That uh, I always say that you, that how many different kinds of karma, but you've got a virtuous genetic karma, which comes from your family and the opportunities that you are given. Good education, opportunities to travel, opportunities for uh, good companions, etc. And you may be thinking, well, I didn't have those. My parents were not careful with me. My parents didn't have didn't give me the things I needed. They didn't, uh, they didn't treat me as nicely as they should have. Even that, for you, even that was your virtuous opportunity. Because even growing up in a family that was not virtuous gives you the perfect opportunity to show you what you never want to be like. And so if we look at it in the reverse, that we can see the kind of person that we want to be based upon the person that I am tr that they are trying to force me to be and I refuse and this is the this is the strength and the courage that we develop in that way I'm going to go back to now though okay the distorted relationship that we might have with uh, the three forms of time past present and future that we have a kind of convoluted and that uh, that part of our confusion in the past 
is because our memories have become disabled, weakened, in fact, weakened, distorted, uh, due to sort of false memories, we could say. False memories that were implanted. For example, if we have a strong inner critic, for example, that we may uh, have heard something in the past, of perhaps a conversation, and then upon reflection, due to our inner critic, due to our uh, poor habits, due to our negativity, that we remember it very differently than how the conversation actually went. So this has become our relationship with, it has become mixed with uh, our experiences and affect how we process our past. And due to a lack of closure, that we have a lot of confusion regarding the past because it doesn't make sense. Our memories actually don't make sense. We can't bring them into a cohesive closure so that we can move on. You know, there are many people that are stuck in a certain age. Sometimes I see, sometimes I see someone like a picture on Facebook and I, uh, maybe a lady's or a man's hairdo that looks right from the 70s or the 80s. And, you know, you have to think that there may be some emotional thing that happened at that time that got them stuck in that age and that they, they can't get out of the 70s, they can't get out of the 80s. I mean, I don't care how they wear their hair, but it is a kind of reflection about where they may, their identity may still be lodged in their 17-year-old self and now they're 65, okay? And so our relationship with the, uh, with the past has brought us into uh, a relationship with the future, which is like lead weights hanging on to our potential for our future. We can't be who we want to be because we're still trying to be who we were. And so everything about our future is polluted by defective memories uh, from our past. On the other hand, you know, you could have a great deal of virtuous uh, experiences, virtuous memories, etc. However, interestingly, those memories sit very lightly in our memory system. Isn't that so? That it, we feel when we remember something that's wonderful, maybe a birthday party when we were a kid, or having a, having a, uh, a lovely time, or uh, weddings, or uh, special occasions. And it's as though we are lifted by these happy and virtuous memories. And they have a kind of self-locking closure. In other words, our virtuous and our happy memories don't really disturb our mind. So they become sort of this invisible, this invisible uh, aura that we can visit. Huh? And some people have such a lovely relationship to their experiences 
that even negative experiences turn out to be happy. Huh? Have you ever, do you know people that had a bad experience, a car accident or something terrible that happened and somehow they turn it around to make it something that is positive or I learned so much from this illness, etc. that some people have a natural capacity. They don't even need to be reminded. They automatically bring a positivity to their memories from the past. And this produces a very light, airy, and pleasant uh, relationship with the past. So that kind of past is not, doesn't weigh, but negativity, lack of closure, uh, weigh on our future, and they actually pollute our future because we are in the process of becoming. Isn't that so? We're always becoming. Eh? That uh, I heard a story about uh, uh, a young nephew that uh, when he was, oh, two, three, four, even five years old, I guess, that every new person uh, that he met, uh, he would ask them if they knew him before. It seems as though he thought that he was older and then he was younger. And so he was very interested in establishing, <laughs> establishing a relationship with people and wondering if he knew them uh, before. Anyway, it's a little bit confusing because he had it backwards. He thought he was old and now he was young, all right? And of course, uh, this was not a Tibetan set situation or they may have really inquired the child, well, who do you think you were and what kind of situation? Anyway, that never happened. So our, instead of going from older to younger, we definitely are in the process of getting older. Huh? I know ladies sometimes don't admit that, but uh, <coughs> I don't think anybody here is like that. Mm. So we have a relationship. We have a defective relationship uh, with our future, which is very often based on a fantasy or it's based on fear or it's based upon uh, attitudes which we are infected, infecting our future. In other words, uh, many people sort of shoot themselves in the foot in <laughs> when unpositive self-talk that they are uh, denying the, uh, themselves the opportunity to have a high-quality future because they think they're not good enough or they don't have enough education or that they can't do it or they're too tired or they're too sick or they're too old or whatever it is, that we infect our future. And so our relationship with that form of time uh, has become distorted, has become distorted. We're not seeing the future as it is, as it is, as it is unfolding. We're seeing the future that we are projecting, okay? And so uh, our relationship with now, our relationship with now has become, has become distorted because we can't settle. We can't settle in our hearts that the, the, our past, our memories, our karma uh, disturbs us, our anxiety, about the future,
disturbs us, and they're all right here fighting it out, past and future, right here. And so there's no space for even the, uh, what they call, um, ordinary now, ordinary now. Hmm? And of course, I'm not even talking about the, the eternal now that exists beyond time and space. You thought I was going to talk about that, didn't you? But I'm really more interested because we are human beings. We are having a human experience. And so what we want is we want to have a definitive break from the past and a definitive break from the future so that we can experience the absolute experience of personal willpower which can only happen now. That we are only alive right now. And we are only able to exert our mental faculties and our willpower and our courage now. Tomorrow is not time yet. And yesterday is too late. And so in relationship to the refuge, we say, I, vo I, I vow from now on. That means that now is the fresh start place where we are establishing our relationship with the future enlightenment. That we have to disregard the past. We disregard the past. And every time that we say this, in the morning, at the night, before we're, taking, before we're doing our meditation practice, that we have to establish ourselves, fresh start. And so when we say, I bow from now on, that means from this moment, even though I may have been lazy or incorrect or confused in the past, that I need to uh, that I need to have the fresh start, the fresh start from now on. So let's, let's do the refuge prayer again. In order to obtain perfect enlightenment, I vow from now on to go for refuge to the Guru and three precious gems and not abandon sentient beings. I will practice the six perfections. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or on whatever platform you're listening. You can stay up to date on White Conch news and events at white-conch.org updates and can find all our social media links, blog posts, as well as these podcast episodes at white-conch.org podcasts. Thanks for listening and don't forget to check out the next episode as we continue our exploration of compassion.